I am not going to go into detail tonight about the context of this. Um, Wednesday night, you may go into more detail on that. Many of you were handed an article Wednesday night uh, regarding that. What I want us to look at tonight is this aspect of praying one for another. You know, it's it's easy to get into the aspect that what we pray for is me and mine. And and we ought to pray for that. But it can often get that that's what our prayer life is limited to. And you will find throughout scriptures over and over again exhortations that we need to intercede for one another, and this falls under the umbrella of love one another. If we love one another, we will, we will pray for one another. And someone has said there is no life as empty as a self-centered life, and there is no life so centered as a self-emptied life. And When our life is emptied, one of the things that will be manifested is that there will be prayer for one another. We will see needs of others. We will pray for others. And praying for others does many things. One, it fulfills the command of Christ. We are commanded to pray one for another. Two, it it helps bring relief to others, bear one another's burdens. It helps bring relief. It helps develop oneness. When you pray for someone, it has an amazing way of really drawing us to one another just by praying for them. It increases our joy as we see God answer prayer as we see God work in people's lives beyond ourselves, um, it increases our joy. And it, it's an opportunity for us to build up, to strengthen and establish others. And yet it is something that, that we often um, really, really struggle with. I mean, prayer is a major struggle in the lives of Christians. We're too busy. We we don't say this, but pray. I need to do something. Well, the greatest thing we can do is pray. And yet when it comes to praying for others, sad to say it, it often is um, non-existent except when we get a call them all, maybe, or um, when it's made known that there's a major catastrophe or something. And I think sometimes praying for others, it's like, I don't know what to pray for them. What should I pray for them? So we, we cover it. Lord, would you bless them? And, and not that that's wrong, but... Can we pray more specifically? And and honestly, the New Testament church 
was built on prayer and praying one for another. And that ministry is one of the most important ministries that we can have. It's a ministry that may not be noticed by others, but it's noticed by God. And it's a ministry that we really need to emphasize. I want us to look at at several passages. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And notice verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So he's saying, I thank God for you, and I am praying for you. What is he praying? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. And then he goes on to talk about the power of God that raised up Christ from the dead and has given him power over every principality and dominion and so on. Okay, turn to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 8. Paul writing now to the church at Philippi says, For God is my record. How greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Then turn to Colossians chapter 1, and notice verse 9. Colossians 1, verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So in three three letters that Paul wrote, he wrote three different times that I am praying for you, and this is what I'm praying for you. And we could say, so go and pray for others like Paul did. And most of us would say, uh, what? 
what, what's the, there were three different things there. How am I supposed to, to take things out of that? I am uh, oftentimes a very simpleton, and I, I have to make things simple for me to get it. And tonight I'm sharing something that I've shared uh, several times before here, but I share it because I know I need to be reminded of it personally in my own life in praying for others. It's easy to get caught up in God, um, I pray that you'd bless them, or I pray that you'd help them to come to church. I pray that you'd help them get over this sickness or, or whatever. But what are we really asking God to do? And are we asking in the faith of Elijah? Elijah prayed because he knew this was God's will, that it wouldn't rain for three and a half years. What do we know is God's will? Well, I don't know God's will for your life, and you don't know it for somebody else's. But there is God's revealed will. And I think we can learn from Paul some basic things in praying for others. And so, uh, again, I forget these things, and I bring myself back to this many times, so I'm bringing us all back. If you've heard it before... I ask the question, are you implementing it? If you haven't heard it before, I trust you'll jot it down and that this will become a part of your life in praying for others. When I was a kid in school and I had to memorize things, I would I would make some sort of acrostic, the first letter of the list I had to memorize. And so this does not make any sense to you. But the list that I have down is KIDTAF, okay? I'll explain it. K-I-D-T-A-F-F. It helps. So you really, uh, you really do. I didn't know you could get more befuddled look, but you got it right there, all right? So now we're going to dig our way out of this, okay? This is, if you get this down, you can pray this for others and and know it is God's will for their life. Number one, K, to know God's will. It, and again, we're not going to take the time to go into it. We're going to give you the references here. But Paul prayed over and over again in Ephesians and Colossians, Lord, help, I'm praying that, that you would know God's will. Pray that the people would know God's will. I mean, we can't go anywhere if they don't know God's will. I mean, if they're unsaved, what's God's will? That they be saved. If they're saved, what is God's will? To know God's will. And I'm not just talking, should I be a plumber? Should I be a parachute jumper or what? whatever? No, I'm not talking about that. What does God want me to do today? Pray that they would know God's will in whatever situation they're in. Number two, the I. Pray that the inner man would be strengthened. That the inner man would be strengthened. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 11 
He said, I'm praying that you would be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. What good does it do if you know God's will, but you are so weak that you cannot do it? Doesn't do any good. And in many cases, we know what to do, but we are spiritually so weak that we we can't do it. Pray that the inner man would be strengthened, even people with sicknesses, that the inner man would be strengthened. Paul said, I am experiencing my outward body is diminishing, but the inward man is renewed day by day. God, I pray that you would bless them, that you would help them to know your will, and that the inner man strengthen them, would be strong in them today. Lord, draw them to your word, and may your word speak to them. I pray today their inner man would be strengthened to know God's will, and then that the inner man would be strengthened. Why? We are in spiritual warfare. And, and if we're barely crawling along, we're gonna be, we're gonna be losing the battle. The inner man strengthened. And then the D, pray that they would have discernment. In Philippians 1, 9 and 10, I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that they'd have discernment to make wise decisions. Physical decisions, spiritual decisions, emotional decisions. Lord, give them wise discernment that they may approve the things that are excellent. That they may choose the excellent. Not just the good, not just the better, that they may choose the excellent. God, give them great discernment that in the use of their time today, they would choose the excellent. I mean, these are, these are biblical prayer requests. And then, so that's the kid part, okay? K-I-D. Then to pray that they would be filled with thanksgiving. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12, he mentions it, giving thanks. I pray that you would be giving thanks unto the Father. And last Sunday night, we talked about, or Sunday morning, we talked about gratitude. God, I pray that you would help them to have a spirit of thanks, thankfulness, a spirit of thanksgiving, a spirit of gratitude, that, that they would just be overflowing. These are things to pray for ourselves as well. But to be involved in praying for others, that they would have a spirit of thanksgiving, and then... In Ephesians chapter 3, that they would have an abundance of love, an abundance of love, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able with all the saints to comprehend all the riches of the grace of God. Lord, I pray that you would help them to know the love of you and to have an overflowing abundance of love. And then I summarized several of the things that he he mentioned in, in various prayers here. But the first F of the kid taf is 
that there would be a manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit. In Philippians chapter 1 again, he said that you may be filled with the fruits of righteousness. Well, what are the fruits of righteousness? A good place to start is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. I mean, wow, wouldn't that be terrific to see an answer to prayer for that in our own lives and then praying for others, that there would be an an abundance of love and that the fruit of the Spirit would just be clearly evident in their life. And then the last F, Kid Taff. I said Kid Taff doesn't make any sense, but it helped me remember it is lastly that they would finish well. He said in Philippians 1.10, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ. Every one of us here know people that didn't finish well. It doesn't matter how you run, it matters how you finish. And... To sit here and say, oh, I'm going to finish well. We, we have no guarantee of that other than if we walk in the Spirit and, and we depend on God. And we need to pray, Lord, for ourselves, as I said, and for others. Lord, help me to finish well. And help this brother or sister in Christ. Help them to finish well. Now, can you imagine... If we all started praying for one another and we started asking these things and God started working and answering these prayers that are biblical prayers, the difference that this would make in our lives, I mean, the reality of this, the, the blessing of this, I mean, think of, think of homes where the fruit of the Spirit would start being manifested, where thankfulness would abound, where, where there'd be an abundance of love, where the inner man is strengthened. I mean, this is called revival right there. But we have not because we ask not. So there's a number of things. Number one, we have to have a desire to pray for one another. I mean, what more desire do we need? God commanded it. Number two, we need to make it a priority in our life. Okay? I need to, to set aside time. I need to do something to get me to pray for one another. Now, you have homework this week, all right? We're starting with baby steps, all right? How many of you have ever seen What About Bob? Any of you ever seen that? Okay, a few of you have. We're starting with baby steps tonight, all right? And if you don't know what about Bob, ask somebody that raised their hand, all right? So, tonight, you need to pick one person from right here. Don't, don't be obnoxious with me. Well, what if I want to pray for somebody that's not here? Go ahead, pray for them, but at least pick someone here, okay? One person that you are going to pray for this week. Don't do it right now because um, you can't see everybody. We're going to do a little exercise here. No, not aerobics. We're, 
We're going to do something that will help you to, but pick one person that you are going to pray for. And I mean, you don't have to go through all of these. Maybe start out Monday. Lord, help them to know your will. And, um, you know, this, I didn't give this any forethought, but lo and behold, there are seven requests there. So you can pray one a day. Or you can pray, you can pick whatever, but to pray. And so this week you may get a column all, and all it may say is P41, go. The P41 is, stands for pray for one person. P41, okay? There will be no audibles at the line. We won't be changing the play. It will be a reminder to you, P41, pray for one person, okay? And um, you, you, you could text someone and say, I am P41U. See, you can, that can be the audible that you have, okay? P41, you know? Listen, if we don't start doing this, we're going to limp along in in anemic fashion and calling it the norm of Christianity. God doesn't want this the norm. He wants great glory brought to his name. And And so it's important that we pray for one another. So baby steps, start with one. See, and Michelle's already campaigning for her to be the one to be prayed for, all right? Now, here's what I want us to do right now. Everybody stand up. And I want you just to look around. Look around if you have to get out of your aisle to look around. And I want you to say, God, who do you want me to pray for? And if you... If you really need a lot of prayer this week, raise both hands, okay? Everybody ought to have their hands up, all right? But seriously, I want you to pick one person that you are going to pray for this week. And and to pray along these lines, these biblical lines. Okay, God, I want to pray. I want to be obedient to you. Uh, it's too easy for me to get into my own life. I want to pray. All right? Sit down. You can sit down. And remind each other in your family, right on the refrigerator, P41, or or remind each other, all right? Um, call the play and run it. It's guaranteed to work, all right? And the reality is, if we don't start, Who will? Everybody here needs prayer. We're all in a battle. I mean, life is tough. And we need each other. And and this is one simple way that that we're going to do this, okay? And you will be blessed because of obedience to God by just taking the initiative here.